in the United States alone, there is one divorce every 36 seconds. That's nearly 2,400 divorces per day, 17,000 divorces per week, and 876,000 divorces per year. Your marriage day is usually the happiest day of your life. Everyone believes that it will be like that every day thereafter. The sad truth is, nearly 45% of first-time marriages end in divorce. These are sad statistics, and we believe they can be changed one marriage at a time. In this podcast, my wife and I share what our over 33 years of marriages taught us, how we dealt with the challenges that came our way, and in the end, how to love being married. Well, hello there, Shelly. Hi, Paul. We are back after I don't even remember how long it's been since we did our last podcast, but it's been a while. We've been busy. And I know because she's been really busy. We'll tell a little bit about that in just a a bit. But I've had this song going through my head. Do you know how I've been singing, I'm so happy to be stuck with you? Yeah. It's because I am. I I actually don't really like that song. (laughs) (laughs) But I like what it says. Is that I, weird? I like being so. To you so that's too. why I keep singing that song. Cute. So, but anyway, I did. I, I noticed today that you and I are a match made in heaven. Really? And I think so, but tell me why. And there's a reason because of that, and it's because I I changed out the toilet paper today, and I I realized you and I are correct in the way that we change out the toilet paper. We are. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. Have you noticed that? Yeah, but sometimes t- Kyle will change the toilet paper in the main bathroom, and he is not correct in the way he puts it on. Well, he just puts it on whichever way is easiest, <laughs> whichever way it is when it goes on. I don't know. On. It seems like it's always over, and you and I like under. Yeah. Well, of course, everybody that's listening, it's under. That's the right <laughs> way to do it. Way to go. We're we're cool. We're perfect. We're p- no, no wonder we've had 33 years of marriage. Of happy marriage. Yeah. It's all about the toilet paper. So. <laughs> Remember that. And uh, I, I noticed that the other day I, I made the bed. You didn't just make the bed, Paul. I had washed the sheets and you put all of the sheets on and everything, remember? But I did it a little bit wrong. I, I noticed I did it a little <laughs> bit wrong. <laughs> I, I don't know what it is with the... With oh, my. The, you you got to kind of pull it an inch... I needed it an inch longer at the bottom, I think, is what it was, wasn't it? Oh, just because the one blanket wasn't tucked under. Okay. So it was loose. But you did so, great. Yeah. Thank you. But, You're amazing. But what I noticed is uh, when all is said and done, the pillows, the is it 15 pillows that you yes. said that are on the bed? It looked the same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It just doesn't feel the same, right? Are you saying I'm nitpicky? <laughs> well, we, we <laughs> talked about this. Uh, one of the things that I really like about my wife is she is OCD in a good way. because Sometimes in a good way. Because some people are OCD like they can't throw anything out. Yeah. Like, like their house is full of a lot of Stop. things that could go in the garbage can, right? Mm-hmm. But you... Uh, have the opposite OCD that you're everything's perfectly clean so I, I like it you're you're perfect. perfect you're perfect and one thing I noticed about folding laundry by the way the other day 
is those, those fitted sheets. How do you fold those things? They're tough. And, I just kind of and I'll tell you the way around. I oh you roll it around too. I don't know because yours look perfect when you do them. At least in the cover they look like they they were meant to go into a hotel. Really, but, but no. for some reason when I do it, it's like. I don't even try and get it together. I just kind of roll it up and then fold it and yeah. call it good. Try to make it into kind of a square. That's so, good. So I guess that's how, it, is that how you're supposed to do it? Oh, I doubt it. It's just how I do or it too. Maybe there's a, a way on YouTube video we'll have to watch sometime. I'm not interested. Yeah, I, I'm not either. I don't really care. <laughs> I'm not going to go there. Anyway, I, I, I wanted to tell you a few things about my wife because she is phenomenal and wow. I have to bring up some Glad notes. I'm here. I, I actually uh, wrote down some notes about you. Really? This about I a week ago. Wait. So these really? are these are some things about you that I've noticed. And she is starting realtor school. Real estate school to be real an estate. Agent. So she's going to be a realtor. Some people call it a what, what what's the how do they say it realtor realtor but, right. but if you if you look at how it's spelled it's realtor yeah and i'm not going to be a coach anymore and she's not going to be a coach i officially quit my job today actually yep, she did yeah so no more paycheck coming in it's all outgoing right now <laughs> yeah she's going to realtor <laughs> real estate school mm-hmm. but anyway the, what what i wanted to bring up is how impressed I am of, of my wife because she is a, like I said, she's OCD. She, she is a perfectionist and she has to take 120 hours of this, these cool. classes. And, and once she's done with all these classes, then she can take the test. The, the Utah the, state exam. Yeah. But before you do that, you have to take all these classes just so you, they think you know what you're talking about. I'm assuming, right? Yeah. So it's been really hard. She works hard on it. But it, what's funny is she takes these little sec. Well, they're pretty big sections, a couple it's hours a each, right? A couple hours each section. And then you have to take a, a test to see if you're learning. But she got an 80 on one of them. And sorry if that embarrasses you because she probably doesn't want everybody to know that she got an 80 because <laughs> all the other ones she says, I got another 100. I got another 100, but this one she got an 80 on, and she said to me, and granted, she, if she passes uh, if she passes it or fails it, I think, does it even matter? You told me it doesn't really even matter if you pass or fail. I don't know that it does. You could retake it. I don't yeah, know. and that's what she said. She goes, should I retake it? And I said, you passed. <laughs> what does it matter? I, I'm like, I passed. I'm done. But she's like, should I take it again? No, nobody would know but her. But she needs to get a hundred percent. That anyway, that's she's just a a perfectionist. And the other thing I I love about my wife is she tries to better herself each day. She looks for ways that she can improve herself and to uh, be a better person. And I I think that's just gosh, Paul, amazing. Anyway, I, I had these things I had to tell about you. So things she, she she'll she'll say things that she struggles with or things she wants to do better. Nobody would know or care but her. Anyway, mm. and number three, okay, number wait, three. I have to brag about you because you know I'm goal oriented and I'm driven to get my schooling done as quickly as I can. And yesterday, my eight hours turned into like. 
12 or 13 hours because one class was so long. And I had been doing laundry, like going and changing the laundry in and out. And um, I didn't finish school till like 6.40 p.m. last night. And Paul was in here in our room. He was folding the laundry. And I was like, Paul, please don't do that. I'm going to feel so guilty. I'll just do it when I'm done. And he's like, no, I'm doing it for you. And he's so sweet. Did you know I almost gave up on that laundry? No. I got to the socks and I'm going, I have no idea. Because we have a son and he wear, I can't even tell the difference between my socks and his socks. <laughs> and I should know that. But then we went to the underwear part and undershirts and things, and it's like, I don't know whose is whose. <laughs> it was really tough. But I have to say one thing that I really super appreciate about you with all of this is, like, it has to be so frustrating that I'm so busy. But, like, even last night, like, it's really important me to me to get my eight credit hours each day. And I really, I have this goal to do that, and you know that. And last night I was like, do you care if I finish? I feel so guilty. And Paul was like, no, you're totally fine. Don't you worry about it. You just keep doing what you're doing. I think it's great. And I appreciate that, Paul. Thank you. Well, I appreciate you. And as the saying goes, they didn't uh, build Rome in a day. Well, she wasn't around when Rome was built, or it would have been done in a day. I, I'm pretty <laughs> sure it would have been done in a day, because that's just how she is. But anyway, number three. So this isn't about me. This is about you today. And I'm just telling you things that I've noticed about her that make her wonderful and things that I want to try and be better at, because she truly is good. She's the best grandma, and all of our kids would agree, and the grandkids would agree, too. Mm -hmm. some, of them, some of them can talk, some can't, but she'll get down on the floor, play with the kids, and she dances around with the kids. And I tried to get a video the other day of you dancing with the kids, and she says, you better not post that online. I would never do that, but thought about it. I have it, no but rhythm, but the grandkids don't care. Yeah, the grandkids love it. So you're really good. I, I, I tie her out, but she's like 100% with the grandkids. And I and number four, so this is number four, and there's a lot of them, but and, and I just think these are things that we can all do better on. Uh, our, our older kids call her for her opinion, and it, as I've we've discussed in past podcasts, even growing up, we tried to keep you at home, not because, you know, I'm trying to be sexist or anything like that, but just because it worked really well for our kids and that you were there for them. I wanted to be, I wanted to be home with so them. So it was a really good thing. That. But you I've want, noticed you all, wanted me home. I, I did. And, and I, but I look at all of our kids now and they call you even during the day now. I, I think that's quite a tribute to you. They, they, they'll call and say, is mom there? <laughs> so, or just call her cell phone, and I'll pick up her cell phone because <laughs> she'll be doing her, her study for real estate school. <laughs> and, I'll say, and they'll say, is, is, is mom there? <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, the, the older kids think. Uh, and we already talked about clean freak. That was number five. You're a clean freak. House is spotless all the time. And number six was the OCD. So she drives herself crazy with the OCD, but it's always in a good way. You're, you're always doing it in a good way. So anyway, that, th those Paul. were 
things that I noticed of you that I wanted to share with everyone. Uh, Just what a wonderful wife that you are, and grandmother and mother. Wife, mother, grandmother. Thanks, babe. So, And, and pet owner. And anybody listening to this podcast, any men out there listening to this podcast, you would do well to be as sweet and kind as Paul is to me because you'll have a perfect marriage. Well, say say things nice about your spouse, and that's kind of what we're talking about today is starting over because we all need to be able to reset and start over. And we've had disagreements. We've had arguments. It happens. It happens to everybody. Uh, people can look and say, oh, you guys have a perfect marriage. Nothing ever goes wrong. But our kids know that that's not the case. It happens. We sometimes have arguments, disagreements, and and uh, those kinds of things, really but it's not. I don't know if we really have arguments, do we? We definitely have some little disagreements, though. Yeah, we've been we've been mad at each other before. It happens. Yeah, frustrated. So everybody gets frustrated, but it's how you deal with those things. Mm-hmm. And I think if we can, uh, you know, think like the toilet paper. We brought that up, but it, some people really get ticked off about those kinds of things. So those little things really can make people upset and mad and sometimes when we need to look at those little things and go that needs to go we just don't make a big deal out of that pick your battles as they say right yeah, and i think just like the restarting and resetting a lot of times like we look back and go what have we what have we had a disagreement about and we can't ever we we can hardly ever we can't remember. really remember which is good. Which you is good start just over. to forget. And that was one of the things I wanted to bring up is that we need to forgive and forget, not let those things uh, reoccur and be a concern for a long period of time because they do no good for your relationship. They really don't. Yeah, don't keep bringing up the past. There was a quote, and I don't think I mentioned this in another podcast, but it, it, it was talking about relational relationship conflict. And it said that 69% of relationship conflict is about perpetual problems. And those are Mm -hmm. things that can't be solved. Unsolvable Mm -hmm. problems. Maybe you married somebody and you're a Republican and the other one's a Democrat. And I know there's couples that get along really well. and But those things can clash. Could be something you can't fight. Yeah, and you could fight your whole marriage over them or you could find out well, what do we do to solve this particular problem so that we can agree to disagree or whatever they say, but Hmm. keep things civil? You and I don't see things entirely 100%. We we see things pretty darn close. Yeah, we do. But we don't always agree. Mm -hmm. I'm a news guy. I like to watch the news at night, see what's happening um, (laughs) around town, watch the the weather, and she hates that. Um, so I try to let her watch a little bit of stuff she likes and she, she knows I like to watch the news. So she'll say, you can watch your news. She <laughs> Well, heavens, you tickle my back. It's, there you go. It's bliss. So I try to lull her to sleep mm-hmm. before the news comes on He's and then I can watch the news. So that works really well. But anyway, uh, I thought that was interesting. And I heard a quote. Remember the quote? I don't know if you'll remember the quote when I say it, but I had to write it down because it was, uh, it, it floored me when I heard this quote. I thought, really? 
people really feel this way. I, it was on a TV show, but I b- truly believe that people have this train of thought. And so this this guy in this show we were watching comes up to his dad, and he was really upset about something. And his and his dad says, "Disappoint anyone and everyone, but don't disappoint disappoint yourself." Oh yeah, I remember that. Crazy. Disappoint anyone and everyone, but don't disappoint yourself. And I thought that's a world wow. view. Selfish. If you really feel like that, your marriage is going to be a mess. If you're looking out for number one, and number one is you, yeah, that's not going to be a successful. Like I'm just not going to disappoint myself. It's always about me. Now, granted, there's things of loving yourself, and that, that's okay confidence. in the right way, and having confidence. But if you can't get outside of your number one and you're the only one that ma- matters, it's going to be a lonely world for you. Well, I don't even know how you could do that if you have a family. Like, how how could you you yourself be the most important person that you're trying to please all the time? If you had children, and I don't I don't know how that could work. And a, and a husband, a spouse. So it really should be. Never disappoint your wife or your husband. If you have that train of thought, your spouse, never disappoint your spouse. It's going to be a lot happier marriage. I think look for ways to serve your spouse. You're way better at that than me. You're amazing at that. Yeah, as, it, as you are. Don't be bullheaded. Always, you can't always be right, even when you, we wrong, we're wrong. Have you ever met anybody and they're right, even when they're wrong? Yes. I met somebody once, uh, it was years ago, and they said that the uh, peanut M&Ms, you could get just as many peanut M&Ms in a bottle as the small plain M&Ms. Plain M&Ms. I remember that. Yeah, that person. Wow. I think they just liked to debate. But they were, they just insisted on it. I'm like, I'm not even going to count because (laughs) you're just stupid. <laughs> so don't be stupid. Don't be bullheaded. Don't be bullheaded. And don't be. Don't always agree. If you're going to be bullheaded, your marriage is going to be horrible. Yeah, I like if you are if you find out that you were wrong about something, don't be bullheaded and just keep saying that you were right and you won't conform or make any kind of compromise for your spouse, right? Yep. Don't don't always think you have to be right be willing to compromise mm-hmm. that's a really important thing be one that will compromise and if you compromise and for your sorry. spouse yeah you'll be happy you'll have a happy marriage if you do that appreciate your differences so look for the things that are wonderful about your spouse and appreciate them even if they're different and you don't like them mm. I know there's things I like. I said I'm a burger guy. You like burgers, but not like me. I could eat burgers probably a couple of times a week, and and that would be wonderful. But not you. You, No, I like something different every now and again. And that's okay. I appreciate who you are and the things you like. And I appreciate that you love a hamburger. Yep. (laughs) And those fries sure taste good with it. They do. Can't eat them every day, but I I wish I could. I wish I could. Uh, sometimes we make big big mistakes. So what would you recommend when we make big mistakes? 
Well, I think we have to be, like I said, big enough to own up to it and to say I'm sorry. And the past still happened. I don't, we Learn can't. From it. I, I mean, yeah, good point. I could yell at you for something you did, or you, that you could yell at me for something I did, and it doesn't take it away. Yeah, we're. Def- I'm. I'm really learning that you're so right about that. There are some things that you just can't change, and so why freak out about it? And I've. I even with my kids, and it goes for your kids. You can be mad that Billy broke the window or whatever it is. Hold a grudge. Yell and scream and hit your kid or whatever, but it doesn't. Doesn't w- change when the you're fact. done. The window's still broken, and You've you ruined your ruined relationship. relationships on top of it. Yeah, good point. But it didn't change the fact that the window's still broken. I know. You've tried to teach me that all these years. I think I'm finally learning that one a little bit. But really important with your spouse. Yeah. Because it, it doesn't change things. If your spouse gets in a wreck, we've talked about that before on our podcast. But Totals the uh, car. Totals the car, whatever it is. You can be mad at them. But just be grateful they're alive and they're doing okay. The car can be replaced. Mm-hmm. It's your favorite car. You loved it. But it's yelling and screaming is not going to bring it back. Mm-hmm. Still going to be munched up. Won't change it. Think, yeah. think in the past. Can't, can't erase, erase the past, but you can change how you deal and, with the and past. And with that, I think, not only with your spouse, but with your kids. Like, don't be... You have don't to, be hard on your kids. Yeah. I mean, sometimes they, they need some punishment, and they need some consequences. You can't give them everything, or they'll be brats. Right. They won't appreciate things if you give them everything. But you can't be on... I mean, they make mistakes, too. Don't so be so hard try on and them teach that you... Them Ruin their self-esteem. No, doesn't do any good. And don't, uh, so we, we can learn from the past. We should learn from the past, not make the same mistake over and over and over again. But sometimes we make a mistake twice. It happens. I sure do. And, I mean, we're all human. There's a, there's a scripture in James 3, 8. Remember we were talking about this scripture in the Bible? I James don't know. James three eight. I don't know. Tell so me. so I wrote it down Which here. Which one is it? It's but the tongue can oh, no yeah. man tame. It is an unruly evil, full of deadly poison. That's right. Yeah. And I found that it that's really how it is in a lot of relationships. Our our one of our last podcasts we talked about trying to talk nice about people instead of finding bad things about them and maybe what we do when we start that is say well instead of talking negative about them what what's the positives what's the what's the nice the good things about this person instead of pointing out the the negatives and almost anybody that you think of can have some really great things about them well words can really hurt somebody and it's hard to take those words back when you put your foot in your mouth, it's hard to take yep. those fo- those words back. Yeah, words are very difficult to take back. Mm-hmm. So if you need a minute to think before you speak, do that because words are so hard to take back once you said them. Yeah. And that uh, that's one of the things I wrote down: think before you speak or act. And falling out of love; those things can keep you from falling out of love or help you fall out of love. Because nobody likes to be beat up. Yeah. If I started saying rude, nasty things to you, you could probably fall out of love with me pretty quick. 
Yeah, so it's important that script those scriptures that talk about bridling your tongue that it's so real. tame your tongue. Mm-hmm. Even if you have no religion, tame your tongue. It's it's still something we can learn from. So there's there's people that can't tame their tongue. They say things, and they're good people. They do good things, but they can't tame their tongue. And it damages relationships. Really hard to uh, to keep from saying something nasty. So we we are we we need to start with our own spouse, our own children, our own family, and then work on what we can from there. Yep. So anything else? Um. Well, I just want to tell you again how much I love you and how much I really appreciate you and being so supportive and thoughtful of me always. And thanks for the nice things you said. You're amazing. Well, they're all true. A hundred percent true. Oh, we got the music a little messed up. We'll try it again there. How's that? (laughs) (laughs) We'll get it together one of these days. So anyway, we hope all of you are doing well. We hope you're working on your marriage. Hope you're loving each other, being kind to one another. I hope you take some of the things that we've presented. Start over. Forget. Start over. We're going to keep trying too. Absolutely. And you know what? If you don't keep trying, it doesn't get any better and your marriage can go the opposite direction. So keep trying. Well, kind of like what we were talking about on Sunday. Nourishing. Yep. Gotta nourish your marriage just like you need to nourish your plants. If you don't, they'll die. Exactly. So anyway, have a great week and we hope you all love Love being being married. married.